Okay, open up your Bibles, if you would, to Galatians chapter 5. The name of the message is gentleness, the fruit of the Spirit. So we've went through love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and now we're on gentleness. And in Galatians chapter 5, <coughs> as I've said in our past study, the fruit of the Spirit is like a cluster of grapes. They're all attached to the same vine. And they're being produced in us because we are connected to the vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the Holy Spirit can, who, who's producing these, this, this fruit in us. It's not natural to us. It's not natural to us. It has to be worked in us. Christ said this, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. Singular again, see? Bring forth much fruit, singular. That's the fruit of the Spirit. For without me, you can do nothing. So this fruit we cannot produce. That's what he's telling us. He says, those who are in the vine will bring forth much fruit because we're in Christ. But it's without him we can't do nothing. Oh, what a constant reminder, isn't it? That without Christ, we can, we can do absolutely nothing. Again, one cluster of the grapes is, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. And know it's called the fruit of the Spirit, again, as I said earlier, it's not natural to us. It's not something we can produce, as we found out there. Without Christ, we can do nothing. So we can't produce this fruit within ourselves. The Holy Spirit has to has to produce it in us. And the reason we can't produce this fruit is because if you're not born again, then we're corrupted by sin. We're corrupted by sin. And, and no good fruit springs from a, from, a, from a bad tree, does it? But we have to be grafted into that, the vine, don't we? The Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Holy Spirit produces in us that, this is what, what, that which is called the fruit of the Spirit. Not works. Remember the opposite is the works of the flesh. That's what we produce naturally. But the fruit, that which we do not produce naturally, is produced in us by the Holy Spirit of God. And remember, that's all by divine power. He produces that fruit within us, but with the same power that he used to raise Christ from the grave, the Holy Spirit does. And it's the same power that raised us from our, from our dead state, right? Remember the dead state we were in? We couldn't do anything spiritually. We were dead. And we've been raised from that, that deadness. And we're now alive in Christ. And now the Holy Spirit's producing this fruit within us. This, this is what, which is not natural. And also think of this. These, these things are natural to our God. He's the epitome of love. Everlasting love. Oh my. Everything. Joy. Joy comes from him. Peace. We now have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. He sent the great peacemaker to reconcile us to God. Long-suffering. We looked a couple weeks ago how long-suffering God was with us. Right? Gentleness. Goodness. Faith. Meekness temperance against such as there is no law so these things are natural to God 
but unnatural to us. So let's read verses 22 to 26 of Galatians chapter 5 to see the context here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such as there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the, the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. <coughs> now last week we looked at long-suffering. The long-suffering of our great God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we clearly saw in our text that our great sovereign God is long-suffering with his people. And he's long-suffering with this world, too, because the only reason is because there's still more sheep to be saved. There's still more sheep to be saved, beloved. That's why our Lord didn't come back yet. He's still gathering in sheep. That's why it's so important for the gospel message to go out from here and go into the world. Because we don't know. He might be using that to gather sheep in other countries. Or he might be using that to build up sheep. We have no idea. But we know his word won't return void, right? So out it goes from this place. Let me finish up with some long-suffering, some thoughts on long-suffering, which is wrought in us by the Holy Spirit. We looked last week at, at the long-suffering of God. Now let's just look for a, a quick moment at what, how God works that in us. Long-suffering being worked in us gives us the ability to endure trials. Gives us the ability to endure suffering. Gives us the ability to endure temptation. And remember, these trials come from our Heavenly Father. And isn't it amazing that he gives us the strength and the grace to overcome them? Our heart can be so heavy and so just down. And he can give us joy and peace at a time when we're, we just feel so low. And that joy and that peace is stirred up in us. And we end up rejoicing in the Lord. Grace experienced in the soul makes so, makes save sinners slow to anger and that's what long suffering does it makes us slow to anger we don't lash out like we used to right never never react to a situation if you can always try if someone trying to get you fired up and people try to do that just for fun and if they do that don't react Try not to react to that situation. Pray. Say, Lord, please make me patient during this time. Help me not to lash out and say something I'm going to regret later. I've done that many times and then regretted it so bad later. Oh, my. Done it with my family. Done it with my friends. Thankfully, people forgive us. And, you know, we, we are to be quick to admit we're wrong, right? 
That's something hard for humans to do, isn't it? I was wrong, right? There was a TV show a long time ago, and uh, Arthur Fonzarelli, right? He could never admit, I was Well, that's natural to us, isn't it? I was wrong, right? That's all we have to say. Please forgive me. Oh, my. My, oh, my. And our Lord gave us an example to follow in himself. He was, he was spit upon. He was cruelly treated. Think of his long suffering with those around him. I know he's God. I know he's God, like doing that. But, but he's, what an example for us to not react in situations, to just calmly let the Lord deal with it. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I always remember that when someone comes against me or someone says something. I always just remember vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You know what it is, too? Remember this, too, when people start at you about what you believe and all that. The reason they're doing that to you is because they can't get to Christ. If, if humans could get to Christ, they'd rip him off the throne. But they can't. They can't do that, number one. How do we know that? Well, they yelled, crucify him, crucify him. Didn't they? They killed the Prince of Glory. Now, he willingly gave his life. But we're going to see this morning in, in the main service that they're, they're accountable for what they did. Both truths. God, God foreordained that Christ was going to, going to be, die on the cross. He allowed it to happen. But the other truth is that they, by wicked hands, took our Lord and slayed him. And in our natural state, I know I'd have been right there with them before the Lord saved me. I'd have been right there with them, guys. And, and I think it's true of all of us in our natural state. Can't get at Christ, so they get at his people. And all these things are happening according to God's providence. Think of this, too. He was in perfect obedience to the Father. No matter where his foot, footsteps walked, he was in perfect obedience. You know this, too? I was thinking of this. Everything he endured in life and in death, everything, everything he endured, he endured as our substitute to satisfy the law and justice of God for us. Everything he went through, he did that for us, beloved, that we might be saved. Isn't that amazing? So let us be long-suffering when we're going through things. And Oh, my. Think of this, too. Even when his disciples displayed another ignorance of the things that he taught, he was patient with them. He, was pa he, didn't, he didn't get mad. He was so patient with them, so long-suffering with them. When they were filled with unbelief and fear, he showed them their folly, not by belittling them and saying, oh, come on. No. No, but by being gentle with them. Being long-suffering with them. He's amazing. Our, our Savior is absolutely incredible. And what did he do? He patiently just taught them the same thing over and over and over again, didn't he? What's he do for us? 
He just patiently teaches us the same thing over and over and over again, doesn't he? And we, like Peter, say, Lord, help my unbelief. I don't care the strongest saint. Look at Elijah. He was, like, incredible. And there he is, right? And, I, you know, I'm the only one, Lord. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. The Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. I got a remnant. I got 5,000 who haven't bowed their knee to Baal. <laughs> and remember that. Lord's always got a remnant. Even when they forsook him. Remember they all left him? He didn't leave them. He didn't leave them. As a matter of fact, he, he, he promises in Hebrews, I'll never leave them nor forsake them. Never. My. Oh, He's such a, see, see how good of a shepherd he is? So let us be long-suffering with others too, beloved. My, when they were filled with unbelief and fear, he showed them their folly. Again, not by belittling, but by removing the cause of their fear. Remember the ship? And the ship is just rocking and everything, and he's sleeping in down below, and they're terrified. And he comes up, and, oh, ye of little faith, peace be still. Whoosh, it was like glass. But again, he didn't belittle them, did he? He just said, oh, ye of little faith. Oh, our Lord's so good, beloved. My, oh, my. When Peter was ashamed to come to him, he sent messengers to Peter to tell him he'd meet him in Galilee. And he did, didn't he? He met him there. Oh, how great our, our, our Lord is. How long-suffering he is. Let us be long-suffering. Let us be long-suffering with others around us. And think of how long-suffering he was to us when we scoffed and blasphemed him. We despised Christ's blood and righteousness in the days of our life. And then he snatched us as brands from the fire. Oh, my of the very jaws of hell by his omnipotent mercy and how we sinned against him and how we continue to sin against him and yet he's so merciful to us. As we were talking about, sister, God sees us in Christ now. He doesn't see, he doesn't see us. He sees Christ. Oh, how comforting that is to our souls. Oh, and you know what else, too? He remembers our frame. He remembers we're but dust, Brother Brian. We're just us. And he remembers that. He remembers. He's so merciful to us. Oh. And, 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 and think about this. Brother Zane, he refuses to deal with us according to our sins anymore. He deals with us in Christ. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful, my dear brothers and sisters. It's absolutely wonderful. You know, we're bathed in the blood of Christ. There's a fountain, right? We're, we're under we go. <laughs> we're bathed in the blood of Christ, beloved. My, oh my. Clothed in his perfect righteousness. Robed in the, in the righteousness of Christ and forgiven all our sins. So let us be patient and long-suffering with others. Now let's look at today's topic. The Holy Spirit rots in us gentleness. Look at this. Again, this is not natural to us. 
verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, or gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Look at that. Goodness. Do you know that any good we do comes from God? And you know we don't even know when we do good? Isn't that amazing? Remember those when the Lord says, he said, when you did this to my brother, you did it unto me. You gave him a cup of water. You came visit me when he, when, when he was sick. He said, you did it unto one of mine. You did it unto me. We had no idea. We just go there because we love them, right? We want to encourage them. You guys went to see Betty because you wanted to encourage her and let her know you love her. Well, that's, a, that's goodness. That's the goodness of God working in you. Isn't that amazing? My, oh, my. And we give them all the glory, don't we? We give them all the praise. My. It's all him. When I get together with you men, we do breakfast and stuff. I get so, so excited. I get, I get, I think I get more out of the conversations than you all do. <laughs> You'd probably say the same, but my, I come away just so, so thankful. And when, when the ladies and Vicky and I go out sometime, it's just so wonderful. Or we come over and visit you at your house and it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful time. Right? Just sweet fellowship. Well, that's the Lord working that, that love and joy and peace and goodness all in us, gentleness all in us. You know, the Greek word for gentleness is defined as useful. I found that interesting. Useful. First meaning, useful. Then I thought, well, we're just instruments in God's hands. And when you tie it to what he said about, well, you gave, you gave him a cup of water in my name, or you, you went and visited him, or just instruments in God's hands. It's amazing. Useful. Then profitable. Well, the Lord said that we're all unprofitable servants, but then he makes, now we see he makes us profitable. Isn't that amazing? In our natural state, we're unprofitable. But in Christ, we're profitable for God. Because we're, we're, somehow he uses us in our sinfulness, too, to bring glory to him. Well, just in saving us brings glory to him, doesn't it? We're wretched sinners. We don't deserve to be saved. Yet he saves us, and we spend the rest of our lives praising his mighty name for what he did. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my. And then it means kindness and goodness and gentleness. You ever notice how the Lord changes you? We're not the same people we were 10 years ago. If we've been saved that long, we're not the same people. However long the Lord's, uh, uh, we've been saved, from the point the Lord saved us till now, we're not the same people. We're new creatures in Christ. Now we, why do we have a burden for souls? Why do we have a burden for loved ones and friends and family that aren't saved? We never had that before. We were saved, did we? Now, we cared about them when they died. Of course we were. But why now do we have a burden that the Lord would reveal himself to them? Well, that comes from God, beloved. 
That comes from the Holy Spirit working that in us. It's not natural for us. What's natural for us is look out for number one. Now we, we're concerned about others, more so than ever. Isn't that amazing? That's why I rejoice when the gospel goes out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look what the Lord's doing. Isn't it amazing? It's absolutely incredible, beloved. So God's working in us a kind, gentle spirit. That's what this goodness is. It's a kind, gentle spirit with one another and with others that we, we meet. We now express ourselves with, with words that are easy to be asked and with, with deeds that manifest our Christian love. Just even by coming. Coming to church. Being with one another. Supporting the gospel. What, all that... All that's included in that. Isn't that wonderful? My. And these, these, these deeds manifest true Christian love that we did not have before. And the Holy Spirit's working that in us now. I think I've told you now. I'm, I told Vicki not long ago, I'm, I'm, I just want to pour my life out for Christ now. No? The whole reason I'm here is to glorify God. The whole reason you're here is to glorify God. Isn't that amazing? And we love our families and our friends, but the, the real reason we're here, the Lord saved us. And we're, we, are, we are, even though we don't feel like this, we are monuments to the grace of God. Monuments to the grace of God. Remember last week? Created to glorify Christ. Created for Christ's glory that we might be saved. That lame man, he was lame from his mother's womb. And he was created that the, that the works of Christ would be worked in him and that, that the healing and the miracle that was done would bring glory to God, bring glory to Christ. And then we're going to see today, opened up a door then for Peter just to proclaim Christ. It's amazing. And we're not to render evil for evil, are we? We're not. Think of how, what a good master the Lord Jesus Christ was. Think of what a good master he was and how long-suffering again he was, and how gentle he is with us. Here's a story from the 1800s. I found this, and I thought I'd repeat this. Preacher of old said this. He said, not long ago I saw a man mounted on a horse. It was very heavy loaded. The man was beating his poor half-starved horse cruelly. So he was on there just beating that horse. Because the wheels had got stuck in the mud. So he's obviously pulling a wagon. And the wheels got stuck in the mud. So instead of helping the horse and pulling them out, he's beating the horse. And obviously this is from the 1800s. The more the man whipped and swore and wished the horse might die, the more frightened the animal became. So it's having the opposite effect by him being angry with them. And by whipping them, it's having the exact opposite effect that the man wanted. 
and it made him even more mad. And then he went on to say, the more he did that, the less able the horse was to perform what the man so unreasonably demanded. He says, as I witnessed the painful sight, I could not but hope that the local horse tamer might come along and teach the cruel driver that kind and cheering words would prove much more effectual in making the horse do as he desired. One may ask whether one who is born cross and crabbed and cruel can ever hope to become gentle. Let them listen to the text. The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Oh my, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That's what he's done in us, isn't it? Oh, now turn to John. Now I set that up to turn, turn to John chapter 21. Look at this. Now here is such a clear example of how good a master our Lord is, how gentle he is. How gentle he is. Remember that guy, he's beating on that horse, right? He's beating on that horse. The horse not doing what he wants. Now look at this in John chapter 21. Starting in verse 15. Now remember the setup for this. Peter had denied the Lord three times. He said, I'll never deny you, Lord. I'll never deny you. And the Lord said, before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. And now Peter was ashamed, right? He, uh, he actually kept himself away. He, he went back to fishing. Now look how gentle our Lord is. Look at this. This is, just, this is such an incredible portion of Scripture. I know we all know it, but when we look at it in light of that, that, that story I read, look at this. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Do you notice he's, he's not even mentioned what Peter's done? Do you notice that? Huh? Amen, brother. It's washed under the blood. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Amen, brother Travis. That's awesome. Yeah. And then he saith to him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith, Yea, Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Look at this. Look how gentle. Look how gentle he is with them. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Now look at Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time. Now, how many times did Peter deny him? Three times, right? Three times, three questions. Look at this. This is amazing. You talk about take all that burden away from Peter. Oh. Say it unto him the third time. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. What a statement. Thou knowest all things. He knows our heart. He knows our thoughts. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Look at that. Verily, verily, I say unto you, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walked whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. 
And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. <laughs> My goodness, beloved. Isn't that wonderful? He didn't chide them. Now, modern day religion, I'll tell you what. You do something wrong, they're going to tear you apart, man. They're going to exclude you. They're going <laughs> to... Oh, my, it beats you to the ground. But look at that. Peter denied the Lord three times. Three times. And what love we see. What gentleness we see with him with his sheep, right? What gentleness. Oh, we're, see, we, what an example for us to be gentle with one another. And we have that here, beloved. Thankfully, we have that here. The spirit of unity. The Holy Spirit of God working in us. Producing these things in us. It's wonderful, beloved. Absolutely wonderful. So marvel at the gentleness of our great God with his, with his people. He, and, and you know what this shows us? You know what this shows us? This shows us what the scripture says. He does not deal with us according to our iniquities. Hey? Amen. Praise the Lord, sister. Amen. He does not deal with us according to our iniquities. Oh, my! <laughs> does that make your soul filled with joy, beloved? Oh, my. Let's read verse 22 again and 23 together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. My, oh my. We see here, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Do you know long-suffering is always accompanied with gentleness? They go hand in hand. They're, they're in unity. If someone's long-suffering with, some, with someone, they're going to be gentle with them. They're going to be patient. They're going to be kind. And gentleness is seen in the born-again believers, the blood-washed believer, in, in our attitude towards others. Because we see our Savior, we, we just saw in John 21, how gentle he is with Peter. He didn't reward him according to his iniquities, did he? His brother Travis said, they're gone. He forgot that his sins are gone. Washed in Christ's precious blood, beloved. Isn't that wonderful? My. So this gentleness that the Holy Spirit's working in us is seen in our attitude towards others, our speech to and about others, and our treatment of others. Now, I get convicted of that. You know, I, I get, do you get convicted of that? My. My speech isn't always the best. My attitude towards others are not always the best, especially when I'm in the car. Right? My. My. Zane, I had it happen to me this week. I was throwing my hands up at somebody. It's just, just. You know what that constantly tells me when that stuff happens? Wayne, you need Christ. Wayne, you need Christ. Wayne, you need Christ every second of every minute of every day. Right? It's just a constant reminder. Oh my. And our attitudes towards others 
and our treatments of others is exemplified in the gentleness of Christ. Again, as we saw the Lord with Peter, he's so mild, so mild with him, so peaceful, a moderate spirit bestowed upon, and, and that's what is bestowed upon us, a, a, a mild, peaceful, moderate spirit. Because now we've been made partakers of the divine nature. We're born again by the Holy Spirit of God, right? Washed in the precious blood of Christ. And I like what Henry said a long time ago. He said, those who, who are forgiven, forgive much. It's easy for us to forgive now, isn't it? Because we've been forgiven so much, so much, so much. All our sins forgiven, washed in that, that fountain filled with blood, gone. Gone. Never to be remembered by God anymore. And I like what Brother Travis said right there in the text. Never to be remembered. Gone. I'm not going to read John 21 the same way since you said that, brother. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, and Scripture says this, the, the, the wisdom that is from above is gentle in John, James chapter 3, verse 17. And this gentleness, again, is wrought in us by the Holy Spirit of God. It's not natural for us. And we know it's not natural for us. We know. But it's the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the promised one, the sent one, that's working all this in us. All this in us. All according to his grace, mercy, and will. And this gentleness is not a passive, passive spirit of compromise. It's not that. We don't compromise. We stand firm on what we believe. It's not a spirit of cowardice. It, it's, it's, uh, it's not a display of depravity. No, we become different than we were because the Holy Spirit's working in us. And remember this too, our Lord Jesus Christ was the most gentle man who ever lived. He was the most loving man who ever lived. He was the most peaceful man who ever lived. He was the most long-suffering man who ever lived. He went about doing good. My, oh my. And gentleness is the very opposite of harshness. Severity and pride and arrogance and violence are the exact opposite of gentleness. It is a charitable spirit of brotherly love and kindness that causes God's saints in this world to take great care neither to offend nor hurt one another. That's why we don't desire to hurt each other. Because the Holy Spirit's working in us gentleness along with love. Remember what one of the distinctive marks of the believer is and, and Satan can't counterfeit? Satan can't counterfeit these things. He can't counterfeit these. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Now people can act gentle for a while, but then it's going to come out. It's going to come out. They can seem to love the brethren, and then it's going to come out. Oh my. And this causes the believer to relieve the needs and burdens of others and be patient and forbearing with one another and with the offenses of others toward us. And it also prevents severe judgment and retaliation. I'm not going to look at you and say, look what you're doing because I know what I'm doing. I know how sinful I am. 
even though I'm saved. See, when I was in religion, I was always looking at other people and saying, look what they're doing. But my eyes weren't on Christ. And when I look to Christ, I see I'm such a worm. I'm such a sinner. And I can't, I can't look at no one else because I'm the chief of sinners. But praise God, there's forgiveness in Christ, right? Paul's going to write, we're going to see this in the, the next chapter. He says this in verse 3, For if a man think himself to be something that when, he, when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. What Scott used to say, we're a bunch of zeros until you put the one in front of us. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's so true. We're nothing. We're nothing. So gentleness causes the believer to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And believers are not bitter, and, but we're benevolent. We're not harsh, but we're helpful. We're not mean, but we're merciful to people. And this is all being worked in us. It's not natural, like I said. But is it, isn't it amazing? We might not see it in ourselves, and chances are we don't see it in ourselves. But others will see it. And praise be to God that he works this in us. And all the other fruits of the Spirit, again, because they're not natural to us. And he's working in us. He's working these things in us, beloved. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. We're new creatures in Christ. Again, born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And we're bought with a price. We've been bought with a price. And that's the blood of Christ, beloved. We're bought with a price. And again, we're being conformed to the image of Christ. And all we can say is, praise the mighty name of Jesus. Praise his mighty name for what he's doing. For what he's done for us and what he's doing in us. Glory be to him. Brother Brian, would you close us in prayer?